Hey guys, welcome to the Bow Hunting Soul podcast. Uh, today you are just going to hear uh, my sweet voice. I know uh, we've had some uh, guests on in the past few episodes, but uh, today I'm just going to actually do a, a recap and a, I guess, a precap of uh, what's been going on. I know I don't think I, I did a, a recap of turkey season. I know we're well past turkey season at this point, so that may be coming out kind of late, but um, uh, basically, my, my turkey season was it was a bust and it wasn't a bust. Uh, it was a bust in that uh, I only saw a few turkeys, which I think is kind of uh, what was going on in uh, a, a lot of the country. For some reason, you know, the populations are down. Um, you know, uh, in my area, we had a lot of flooding. The uh, the areas that I you know that I know turkeys are that I've been uh, successful at least in finding them and even getting some shots on them uh, in, in the past few years, well, they, they were pretty much underwater. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to go all that much uh, j- just because, I mean, I, I just couldn't get back into these places. Um, you know, we had a lot of flooding, and uh, a lot of the swampy areas and the marsh areas that I hunt, um, they were just completely underwater. So, but the good thing uh, the good thing that happened with, with all that flooding is, uh, I did a, I'll, I, I kind of changed up some of the things I did. I, I moved around to different areas. I, I scouted different areas. It kind of forced me to go into scouting mode when, uh, the few places that I could go for turkey season, uh, you know, wasn't panning out. Now it was a, you know, a hot spring, obviously, so, uh, you know, I, I couldn't go in very, very deep. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not, I, I'm going to admit to you right now, I'm not one of these guys like hardcore, hardcore, you know, got a scout, scout, scout in the, in, in the spring. Um, I do not like the heat. I do not like the humidity. I do not like the bugs and the spiders and all that stuff. I mean, I live for October through, uh, I'm going to say, you know, April. And then the rest of the year can just go, you know, just, suck it basically. Cause I, I absolutely do not like hot weather. I don't like uh, humid weather, but, uh, the places where I was, I'm going to, I'm going to say forced to go. I actually found a lot of, uh, new places that, uh, th- that I could hunt. Um, these were kind of just right under my nose. Um, you know, you kind of get into a rut a little bit with, uh, you know, going in and, and checking out or hunting the places where you're familiar with, even if you don't, even if you don't hunt the exact same place all the time and you kind of rotate up a little bit, uh, you know, some of these, some of these things were just pretty much like right under my nose. And, uh, that was, was kind of eye opening, and I'm really, really excited for, uh, coming up uh, deer season. So basically my turkey season ended up into deer season scouting. Um, in, uh, in, in more than a, a few, uh, more than a few times, I went into this one particular place and I, and I don't know if it's the same doe or not. It, it might be, but I scared a few does off and, and she seemed to be hanging out in the exact same area every single time, uh, I, I scared her off. Now I know, um, two of those times was, was definitely one of those. And the third one, it might've been a different doe. I did a, a video, actually a couple of videos on this one about when I was going in and, uh, you know, un- unknowingly, you know, and I bumped the doe, you know, and I'd see her kind of get up and take off. And then that happened a couple of times. And then I did some more, um, kind of tromping around and went in a little bit deeper 
and I did a video from the Doe's, a Doe's bed. Um, great little spot that she was in, you know, I kicked her out of her bed, her bed for a while, but you know, she can sit there and, and, and look out over, uh, um, you know, over her little mini domain there. And, and it was, it was, it was, it was freshly used. And I thought, well, okay, uh, she's obviously liking this, even though you really can't see a whole lot. That was kind of one of some of my concern because it's kind of marsh grass. And a lot of times when you find beds, um, if you find them in like late winter, for example, uh, after deer season, uh, you know, you go in some of these spots and like, wow, this would be great. Well, we'll come early season, let's say September or, or you know, October for you guys, you know, that, that open in October, um, you know, some of those beds may not be good beds for deer to sit in because the grass is so high, the foliage is so high, and they just don't have that, um, uh, you know, the, the view that they have uh, to feel safe. Well, obviously, this deer and or these deer are feeling safe where they are because you really can't sit. You know, when I was in there in turkey season, you really could not see um, a, a ton, you know, especially if you got down in the deer bed and, you know, down to where, you know, where her head level would be and just kind of sit down or lay down and look around. There's, there's really not a ton that you could see, but obviously that was a place that, you know, she felt, uh, she felt safe in. So, um, and, and, you know, I, I, I didn't get a chance to go in any, uh, in any deeper again, cause I couldn't get to some of these places, but the places that I could get to, I found a, I mean, like a highway of traffic. And I was really, really surprised at this. So there's a few places that I can, um, uh, you know, set up in that, uh, you know, I can either come in on the ground or uh, it's, it's going to be kind of tough getting into a tree, but I'm, I'm going to get into that into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I was really, really surprised. And uh, I was I was super, super happy about that. Now, um, the one thing that I did do in, uh, in, in turkey season is I actually shot my very first uh, any kind of animal with my traditional bow. And I ended up shooting a carp. Um, I was, uh, actually that was right after I got done doing that video, um, of, of me sitting in a doe bed. And, um, it was, there's a flooded marsh behind me and, you know, I heard, you know, all the splashing and croaking and this and that. And we've got a big, uh, carp problem in, in, in Minnesota. Uh, we've got Asian carp, we've got, uh, uh, this, uh, grass carp is, uh, what, what this one ended up being. So anyway, um, I was there and I'm sitting there, you know, I sat there for a little while. I'm like, okay, I'm going to move around. It was time to, you know, walk out of there. But because the marsh was so flooded, I could pretty much like walk up to the thing. And, um, you know, a lot, what, what would have been grassland and marsh was actually, you know, still submerged. And I was able to walk out, you know, quite a ways, uh, or at least, at least the water was in, inboard quite a ways. And I could just kind of walk up to it. I heard all this croaking. I'm like, what is all this croaking and, and, and splashing and stuff? Well, it turns out it was, it, it was carp. Carp make that kind of noise. It sounds like, uh, you know, like, like croaking frogs or, or bullfrogs or whatever, but, um, they were pretty much like, you know, I don't know if they were stuck in the shallows or if that's just kind of how they maneuver around. But I mean, literally it, I was, you know, less than, you know, five, 10 feet away from these things. And there was like a bunch of them. Um, and, and it, and it looked like the, uh, the water wasn't exactly churning and roiling around or anything like that, but there was a bunch and I had my bear grizzly with me and I, I don't, I don't have a bow fishing uh, rig. Uh, I still don't have a bow fishing rig. 
and I just had my uh, my normal arrows, and I'm like, man, I really don't want to shoot one of these things, and then um, uh, you know lose my arrow because I, I I would have nowhere to, you know no way to retrieve the thing. But anyway, I was able to get close enough to the edge uh, of this because I was wearing my boots, obviously. So I'm only in like ankle deep water, and this thing was literally like like four feet away from me, and. Um, you know, I, I waited until one kind of came close and they really didn't even care that I, that I was there. I don't know what, whether they didn't see me or didn't care or, or whatever, but uh, I shot pretty much straight down, got it right through, pretty much through the eyeball. Um, and it stuck down, the arrow stuck down, it, it pinned this thing and perfect shot. And, you know, again, this was literally from like five feet away, um, I, of course it got deeper at five feet. I only had like knee high boots and I'm like, man, I'm not going to get, you know, walk out there with muck and all that stuff. But I didn't, you know, I wanted the fish and I wanted my arrow back. So luckily I was able to, um, kind of, uh, drag the fish with my limb tip, with my, with my recurves, uh, limb tip. I brought it closer, brought it in. Uh, you know, the fish was still like kicking around a little bit. I dispatched the fish, um, you know, uh, as you would, you know, through, you know, through the head and, um, I thought, well, you know, I killed this thing. Um, I'm going to try and eat it. So, um, you know, we're, we're not allowed to leave anything out in, uh, you know, for bow fishing, right? We're not allowed to leave anything out on public land. So, um, you know, I filleted the thing, but then I took the rest of the, you know, I, I took the nice meat and everything because I always have, uh, I had my pack with me, obviously. And um, I, uh, I I cut off the fillets and I put them in a, uh, a uh, what do you call it? Like a Ziploc bag that I always carry for like, you know, small game or you know, any kind of like meat that I want to take out, you know, nice and clean. And then, uh, you know, I have like a, a big, like bigger garbage bag, some other like, you know, Ziplocs in there. So I was able to get, you know, the rest of the fish out and I toss that in the garbage. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be shooting, um, you know, I, I'd love to go bow fishing for this stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I'm not going to be shooting these things. And then, you know, bringing back like, you know, like, you know, 55 gallon barrel fulls of, uh, of, uh, of carp or anything else. And cause then what are you going to do with it? You know, you can't dump it. Don't dump it. Don't do that. It's illegal. Number one, but just, just don't do it. Um, you know, a lot of people will take them for fertilizer, you know, but then you got to like, you know, like literally go like mafia style, like, you know, chop these things up into little bits and like spread them out kind of thing. And I'm just, I just don't have the time or energy or the desire to do that. But, um, I, 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 and I did call the, uh, the DNR and I said, Hey, I shot one of these things. It's a grass carp. Uh, is there any restrictions on eating them? You know, you know, here's where I shot it. And the guy I talked to said, Nope. You know, uh, he said they, you know, a lot of them are, you know, coming in from, you know, obviously other areas they, they've made their way in and it's on, it's on a, um, you know, like a flowing, ri- uh, you know, riverway. And I, I guess carp has, have a, they've, they've got like a negative, connotation, not connotation, um, uh, reputation, I guess, because, you know, people say, well, they're bottom feeders, you know, they're the filters of, you know, whatever, but you know what, to, to me, any fish that swims around, um, is ingesting whatever the hell it's ingesting, right? Like fish to me, I'm sorry. A, a lot of people, like, I like the fish for like bluegills and stuff like that, but honestly, fish kind of creep me out. I'm not going to lie. They're kind of these slimy prehistoric, like scaly, you know, every part of them like will prick you and, um, I, it, for some reason, I, I, I have no qualms about like gutting anything, right? Deer, uh, pigs, whatever. But, uh, for some reason, just gutting fish, it just, it just icks me out. I don't know. I don't know what it, what it is about it. You can, you can, you can make fun of it and me for that or whatever, but, um, I'm just not that big a fish, fish fan, but I wanted to try this thing and I wanted to try making like fish nuggets. So 
I brought it back. I talked to the guy, and the guy said, uh, the DNR guy, and he said, yep, not a problem. Go ahead and, uh, you know, eat it. He goes, I wouldn't make a steady diet out of it, but, you know, he said they're they're just as good to eat as anything else you're going to pull out of, you know, any anywhere else. And I said, okay, fine. So I uh, brought it back, made some fish nuggets uh, with that thing. Um, you know, out of, uh, I, I'm terrible at judging, you know, weight. I mean, it must have been, I don't know, a 10-pound carp maybe, 12-pound. It was, it, was, it, was, it was decent size. Um, you know, I only got like literally, I don't know, like a, like a, like a six pack of chicken McNuggets, uh, size, maybe like a 10 pack of chicken McNugget size, uh, nuggets out of this thing. You know, I didn't want to deal with all the little bones and the pin bones and all that. So basically I ate whatever, like had no bones and, um, you know, I just uh, cooked it up or fried it up in some, uh, uh, lemon pepper seasoning and man, it was really good. I couldn't tell the difference between that. Um, and, uh, you know, let's say, like like tilapia or um, or uh, or bluegill, um, but then again, I'm not really good with you know fish flavors anyway. Um, honestly, I, I have I don't have the palate for fish. You know I can you know, I know salmon salmon, but uh, everything else is you know if it's like grilled or, or or breaded or something like that and and put on a sandwich or put on a plate. Honestly, I cannot tell you the difference between one type of fish or another. I mean, you could tell me you could tell me that it's like you know, killer whale, or you can tell me it's tilapia, and I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever, so anyway, so I got that out of the way, got my first quote-unquote kill with my, with my trad bow, so uh, pretty happy about that, I did end up going buying a fish arrow, uh, but I don't have the real, um, I, I'm, I'm probably going to end up getting one, just one of those, uh, you know, big old spools, maybe, not even um, like, like, like an actual fishing reel or with a crank or anything like that, but just something that just kind of spools on the front, I'm probably going to end up getting one of those and uh, maybe like a, like a strap-on um, adapter, you know, that goes uh, on, on, on the riser because I don't really feel like drilling and tapping um, and ruining any, any of the bows I have. So anyway, uh, that took way long to explain that I actually shot a carp, but it was, uh, it was pretty good. That was kind of like the highlight, I guess, other than finding all those deer trails of, um, of my uh, uh, spring season. So um, basically after that, uh, after all that ended... Um, you know, I transitioned into, um, th- this whole like saddle uh, hunting world. I got interested in saddle hunting just, I-, I don't know, just on the internet, watching all these videos and stuff. And I thought, man, it might be something cool to try, be a little bit more mobile. I was, um, I was not happy with my XOP vanish. Um, I, I don't know if I did a video on this or not, but, uh, I, I've, i run that stand for the last three years and, I never really got comfortable with it. Now, I've never really been super comfortable shooting out of a tree stand anyway. Um, I just, you know, I, I've gotten over my fear of heights, you know. I'm not afraid to say I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I was never really happy in the tree for the first, uh, you know, like year or two, whatever, um, that, that it, you know, not, not, not with the vanish, but just year or two in general hunting out of a tree stand or, you know, I was what I would consider myself like a tree hugger, meaning like, you know, if I were to stand up or move around, I mean, I'd have like two hands on that tree and I'd be hugging that thing and kind of like tiptoe my way around if I had to like, like turn, you know, turn on the spot kind of thing. Even though of course I have a, you know, a safety, um, uh, safety harness and all that. Um, but you know, I, I'd gotten comfortable in, 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 in the tree stand, but, uh, only when they're rock solid. And then a lot of times I could not get that, that vanish to be rock solid. And this is a, this is a, a common complaint with the vanish, the, um, the bottom, uh, the back of the platform. Okay. The part that you stand on the V part 
you know, with the, with the jagged teeth on it that actually, you know, is supposed to bite into the tree. Well, that V is too narrow. Now, XOP says that, well, that was done on purpose so it can get into skinnier trees. But in my opinion, you can't even get into regular size trees uh, because, well, you can, but all it does is it has like two little points of contact, the very two outer points, um, you know, at, at the back of that, uh, of that V and like the entire, like inside teeth, um, oh, that, that, that makes up the, you know, that V really does nothing. It's just, there's, there's just like just air through there. Um, those two points of contact on the very outer edges, well, you, you know, you think, well, maybe it's enough, but a lot of, sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not. It depends on the tree, depends how well you can camelock the thing in, you know, where you, um, uh, you know, you turn around, put your knee on the, uh, on, on the seat. So you got, you know, all your, all your, all your weight pulling down on it. You lift up, uh, you know, you reach back behind you, you're kind of hugging the tree. You reach back behind with one of your, uh, with one of your toes and you lift up the platform and, you know, the weight of, of, of you, uh, you know, pushes, you know, t t pushes down on that strap even, uh, even tighter. Uh, and then you, you, you push back down, you, you recam over uh, and, and flatten over the, um, uh, the, the platform itself. So it kind of like cam locks into the tree, right? Because it, it makes that strap super tight. Well, sometimes that worked and sometimes that didn't work. And I'd, I'd get this kind of side-to-side -side wobble, and then I'd have to, you know, carry like an extra strap uh, and, and, and strap the, you know, the, the ratchet strap, the, the bottom side of it, the bottom side of that uh, seat post. But they're not, none of those stands, they're not designed to be strapped down that way. I know a lot of them come with two straps, and they've, it's got a little stabilizer deal. But it wasn't just a stabilizer thing for me. I'd have to actually, like, ratchet it tight. Well, when you do that, then it, do, then it, it tends to pull the top part of the stick, you know, the bat wing part, um, uh, or the seat post rather away from the tree. So I just, you know, with all its adjustability and, and how light and portable it is. And yeah, I mean, that, that's great if you're on a budget, but honestly, I wish I would have, I should have spent my money, spent a little more and got a lone wolf uh, assault because, uh, you know, I, I've never sat in a thing, but everybody else who's actually sat in that and sat in the vanish is it's, it's hands down, uh, you know, way, 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 way better, more secure. So anyway, the vanish had to go anyway, and uh, I thought, well, I'm gonna try this this the saddle hunting thing. So uh, I ended up ordering a uh, a tethered mantis, and um, you probably have heard the uh, the podcast if you haven't. It's a few episodes back with uh, Greg God Greg Godfrey. I have a hard time saying his name um, of uh, of tethered, and they came, and him and uh, Ernie Power came up with uh, you know this 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 super lightweight. Um, uh, you know, mesh, uh, you know, mesh seat kind of, uh, 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 hunting saddle. So I ordered one. And by the way, saddle hunting isn't new. It's just kind of taken off, uh, in the last year or two, like exponentially. All right. I mean, they cannot keep up with orders. People are mad, which is kind of like, you know, crazy to me because you have a, you have a, a young upstart company that's putting out an amazing product. And then, you know, everyone else is, is, you know, you know, mad that they have to wait, uh, you know, like six, eight weeks, 10 weeks, whatever for a product that, that just absolutely boomed with, um, uh, you know, w w with orders. So, you know, people just need to have a little more, you know, get, you know, have a little more patience and then just back off from this, like, you know, instant gratification, you know, attitude that we all have and understand that this is a company and all the other companies too. Arrow Hunter is the same way, you know, there, there's, they're, they're trying to keep up with demand with this kind of stuff and just guys back off.
you know, um, we should be supporting small companies like this that are willing to take a risk and, and, and bring these awesome products, uh, to market. So anyway, so after a long wait, I got my, um, I got my Mantis and I got to tell you, um, I was, I was pretty comfortable in that thing as far as, uh, you know, getting the, <laughs> no, no pun intended, getting the hang of it, um, in, in no time. Um, I went up one time, it was, again, I, I tried it at lunch, you know, during my lunch hour, I went to the woods, it was stinking hot. I mean, I was just sweaty, crazy, whatever. Um, but, you know, I got up, uh, you know, like one stick high and I was, you know, ju- just to, just to kind of go through the motions. And then, um, you know, the very next morning, um, I went and um, it was a lot cooler and I, and I, I was able to go and uh, before work, you know, try climbing, uh, you know, a couple sticks high and stuff. And then I did that and man, it does not take all that long to, to get used to, you know, what you want to do up there. Um, what, uh, what, what I had, well, it came with it was the, uh, I, I've got their, their actual tether from, from tethered their actual tether. It's, I believe it's 12 millimeter, 12 millimeter rope. And it's got a, a spliced, uh, spliced eye that you, you know, you girth hitch around the tree. And then I got the mantis and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm using their Prusik and uh, carabiner. And that's, that's, that's what I ordered, those three things. I already had a lineman's belt. I'm going to get into all the other like accessories and, and, and different kind of stuff that I'm, that I'm doing <clears throat> in a little bit later. But um, honestly, I, I was able to just, you know, put it on, climb the tree, hang out, and I felt totally comfortable. I felt more comfortable as far as like being, uh, you know, safe um, because there's, there's constant tension on that tether. I felt uh, more comfortable and, 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 and safer in there than I ever did. Uh, trying to climb in and move around and maneuver around in my tree stand, even after I got comfortable with, with being in a tree stand at height. Um, again, this is still with, uh, you know, a, a, a fall, you know, harness and, this, you know, this and that. I, I just never got comfortable in a tree stand. And I never got sh- comfortable shooting out of a tree stand either. Uh, it wasn't so much the angles um, of, you know, bend, you know, you know, bending at the waist or bending around the tree or, or, or whatever. I think it's because, um, especially on, on, a, on a minimalist kind of tree stand, like the, like the vanish or the lone wolf assault, the platform isn't very big. So we're used to shooting our bows. I don't care if it's a compound or, 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 or trad bow or whatever, or I am anyway, um, you know, on the ground, right. Where you can move your feet, you can, you can have your feet, you know, cert- spread, um, a certain distance apart, whether it's shoulder width or a little bit less or a little bit more or what have you. And you can, you can kind of, um, I mean, that's your base, right? Well, in a platform for me, um, in, in a tree stand platform, I was first, I, my, my feet were always just a little bit too close together. And it's amazing how a little bit of difference like that, just a little bit, um, different than, than, than what you're used to, uh, as far as stance really affects, uh, your shot and really affects you mentally. So I was always like kind of uh, like concentrating on where my feet were rather than concentrating on, you know, uh, being able to shoot down and being able to, you know, have good form. And it was just one more thing that, that I had to think about that just, I didn't want to have to think about it should come naturally. So, um, I'd been practicing with, uh, with the saddle obviously, and you know, it's going to take some more practice. I've been taking some practice shots and, um, you know, once you get into, um, 
a position that you like, and once you get into you know a, a tether height that you like and the angle of you know the tether coming off and, and things like that and where you want to be on the tree and uh, where you want to place your uh, your feet on you know whatever platform that you're using um, you you can you're actually using um, the leverage or I guess the stability that comes with pushing off you know uh, away from the tree uh, the, the the tension of the of the of the tether um, you know, the hooks into your saddle and where your feet are planted, uh, whether, you know, they're both in the same spot, you know, uh, in a side by side, or if, you know, one is up a little bit higher or even like, you know, lift up one knee and brace against the tree while the other one is down on, on a step or a platform, man, uh, there's, there's just so many more options. Um, you know, so, so many more possibilities that it just came, it just came a lot more naturally. So, um, so I, I, I guess, uh, you know, we, we can kind of move into uh, the, the Mantis itself. I already told you that it is, you know, super lightweight. I mean, it, it, I think it weighs like, like a pound or pound and a half or something like that. And um, it's, it's, it's basically like a minimalist, uh, minimalist saddle. Now, um, there's other ones out there. Um, obviously, like I said, Arrow Hunter's, uh, you know, one of the other bigger ones. And then there's one like a hybrid that's called the JX3 Hybrid. That's more like, a, you know, it, it's a lot bigger. You wear the thing in. Um, and I have no experience with any of these other ones. I'm sure they're great, great saddles. I'm just telling you uh, a, a newcomer's um, opinions and experiences uh, with, you know, one particular type of saddle. And what I do also want to try is uh, there's a new one from uh, John Tucker. Uh, for those of you guys who listen to uh, Jason Samkowiak's um, traditional bow hunting wilderness podcast, John Tucker's, you know, one of his best friends. And, um, He's been hunting out of a saddle for, you know, forever, 25-something years, and he just came out with a uh, saddle called the Tacta Saddle, and that one really intrigues me, too. It uh, looks like it's going to be, believe it or not, it looks like it's going to be pretty comfortable, um, even though it kind of looks like, you know, almost like a thong, you know, in the back. Um, it, it's actually, uh, it's supposed to be very adjustable and then super, super comfortable that, you um, uh, it eliminates some of the, the problems that other saddles have. Uh, one of the problems um, that, that I'm encountering, you know, with, with the Mantis is um, um, it, it's tending to ride up when I'm hanging in it. And, and again, I, I need more seat time in it. I've got about, um, I don't know, maybe like 12 sits in it total, um, maybe 8 to 10, you know, by this point total. And, but I haven't really sat for a very, very long time in it. I mean, the longest I sat so far, I think is about 45 minutes. Um, just kind of hanging around doing stuff and, you know, you, you gotta get, you gotta get adjusted to it. You gotta get the thing adjusted to you, um, you know, to get rid of, uh, you know, hip pinch or, um, you know, where the, you know, where the leg straps come through. So, you know, it doesn't, you know, um, you know, pinch you off in one, you know, you know, under your leg, you know, in one, in one position versus another, um, you know, you don't want the, the, the thing to kind of bunch up and, and kind of ride up and give you a wedgie, you know, all these things are kind of, um, you know, still, still being worked on. So anyway, I haven't really, I haven't really modified the, well, actually I have, I haven't really modified the, uh, the Mantis, um, other than I cut the existing bridge, off of there. Now it comes with a quarter inch, um, amp steel blue spliced, uh, fixed bridge. Now the bridge is what actually connects you to the tether via uh, a carabiner. And this is what you hang from basically. And then it allows you to kind of rotate left and right as that, uh, bridge, uh, you know, works its way, um, you know, across that, uh, across the carabiner. Now, um, I found for me that that bridge was a little bit too long. I didn't like it that long. Um, it, it just, you know, 
anyway, you, you'd have to actually do it or see it or, or watch a video, and I'll have a video on it um, to, uh, to understand what I'm talking about. But a lot of people, you know, especially in the, in the saddle hunting community, are like DIYers, and, um, you know, they're, they, they, they like to modify their stuff, right? So I thought, well, okay, I can do it too. So I went instead and got tubular webbing. I got one-inch uh, tubular webbing, climbing rated, uh, tubular webbing, and I made uh, my own bridge. Actually, I made two bridges. I'm going to get to that uh, a little bit later. Um, that Amsteel Blue uh, rope is rated to break at like 6,000 pounds or something you know, cr uh, crazy. But um, I got to tell you, when you're looking at only like a quarter-inch piece of rope, um, even though this rope was designed for, uh, you know, I think it was designed for the marine industry to be like super, super lightweight to take the place of like winch, ca winch cables and things like that. Um, it's pound for pound, you know, stronger than steel. It's just the visual aspect of such a tiny little rope um, that, that my, you know, everything is hanging off of, you know, 16, 18, 20 feet in the air or whatever. Um, I just, I just couldn't, I don't know why it's a mental thing where you can't trust it. Now, nothing against uh, Tether, nothing bad against um, any of these manufacturers. They're absolutely 100% uh, rated safe, but I, I just wanted something beefier there, something wider. Um, it's something that I actually tied on rather than uh, spliced on because the, uh, the Amsteel uh, bridge is spliced. And it's 100% it's my hang-up. It's a mental hang-up, and it's, it's nothing to do uh, with, with any of the manufacturers. But anyway, so I ended up, plus I wanted to make it shorter. So I cut that thing off, and I made uh, my own uh, uh, bridge. And uh, I, like I said, I did it out of one-inch tubular, tubular webbing. I did uh, overhand knots uh, retraced, and I backed up those, over, that over, those overhand knots with, uh, you know, another, like, over, overhand knot. You'll... you'll um, if, if you watch any videos on how to make a bridge or tubular tying, tubular webbing, or, or, or things like that, you know, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But, but, but just as a kind of overarching uh, comment here, if any of you guys decide to get into doing this, please, please, please delve into the world of, 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 of saddle hunting and join the Saddle Hunter Forum and read all the threads and learn how to do knots and learn, you know, what ropes are good and what ropes are not good because, I mean, this is your life on the line. And if you were to do something stupid and tie, you know, like, like a simple knot that comes undone, um, you know, or you don't tie it right or you don't tie it back up or you use, you, you use uh, something that's not rated to, you know, um, that doesn't have the kilonewton rating, you know, that it should, uh, I mean, you're really, really, really taking your life in your hands. So, um, I, I was actually going to do a couple of videos on some of this, but I, I don't even want to do that and take that kind of, uh, responsibility. You know, um, if, if you guys want to go do some of that stuff, go ahead, but please research it. When you dive into, into saddle hunting, I found that you, you, you almost have to dive into the world, um, of, of, uh, of ropes and knots, uh, you really, really should understand these and understand the benefit of one, you know, one type of knot versus another, what it does to the strength of the rope. Um, if you tie a knot in it, you know, versus, you know, this style of, of, of knot versus another style of a knot, um, you know, what, what, what br one particular brand <clears throat> or company, you know, produces uh, in rope is different from another brand of rope, even though they might be the same size, they have different, you know, weight ratings, they have different abrasion ratings. 
um, you really, 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 really got to do your homework before you start modifying this stuff. So I urge you to do that. Um, it's actually, it's fun. It's fun for me because like I said, I like learning these things and tinkering with these things. But, um, you know, anytime you're going to modify this stuff, I please just go and learn, learn some knots and ropes and, and, and don't do anything. Um, don't do anything stupid. Ask a lot of questions. Uh, you know, these guys will, you know, the people that have been doing these, you know, on, on the, on the DIY level and on the professional level, they will answer these questions because they don't want you to get hurt either. So anyway, so I ended up putting, uh, that tubular webbing, um, uh, bridge on mine. And what I also ended up doing was, um, I, I wanted a backup of some sort. Now, a lot of the experienced saddle hunters are going to tell you, well, you know, you'll, you'll learn to trust your equipment. If everything is right and you check your gear and everything is, is, is the proper, you know, ratings and, 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 and ropes and carabiners and things like that. And you follow all the procedures, this stuff, there's no way in hell the stuff's going to break. You know, I mean, these things, you know, hold up, uh, you know, are strong enough to like hold up a Jeep for God's sakes, kind of, you know, kind of thing. But for me, I'm a worst case scenario guy. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I always like to have some sort of backup. So, you know, the idea with, with a saddle is to be minimalist. So a lot of guys, you know, they won't have these backups because the whole point of having a saddle is to be minimalist. But for me, the whole point of having a saddle is not only just to be minimalist, but also be able to get in different shooting positions and into different trees and be a little bit more mobile. So it's not just to have like, you know, only the very, you know, bare minimal kind of stuff. I don't mind having some of these extra things. Um, and, and the idea is out there that if you, you know, if you, you know, where do you stop the backups, right? Um, there's different ways to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, send you guys out to some of these forums and you you can find out uh, how to do it. You know, you can, you can tie the, you know, like the loose end of your tether back into your, um, uh, back into your, uh, uh, saddle, uh, you can, you know, keep your lineman belt on that kind of stuff. But what I decided was, well, the lineman belt thing didn't really work for me. Okay. Having a lineman belt because you climb with a lineman, lineman belt, but leaving it hooked up while you're, while, while you're tethered, you know, while you're hanging in the tree after, you know, you've clipped into your tether really doesn't work because the tether kind of goes up and away from you at an angle and there's constant tension on it. Well, a lineman belt goes directly horizontal away from you and unless, uh, you know, you have it, you know, tight, which defeats the purpose of having a tether or, or you know, hunting out of a saddle because, uh, you know, you, you need to be able to move around and swing around and uh, twist around, that kind of thing. Well, that lineman belt is just, you know, basically um, it, it's going to fall down, right? If you have it loose, it's just going to like flop down the tree. Um, as, as, as much as you have it. If you want to keep it tight, well, you got to keep it tight, but then that means you got to be tight to the tree. It, it, it kind of defeats the purpose. You really can't have it hooked around, looped around the tree and, and, and keep it um, like that. So what I decided to do after trying a bunch of different experiments, a um, bunch of different ways to hook up, I thought, well, I'm going to have, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have two tethers, two bridges, two carabiners and two Prusiks. And the Prusik is a Prusik knot that uh, uh, connects your uh, tether to uh, your bridge via a carabiner. Um, I thought, well, since I already have my lineman's belt up there, because I am going to use it to climb, um, what I decided to do was I, I, I put a, a, a knot on one end of it. I did a fit, what's called a figure eight on a bite. 
okay, again, go look up, go look up, you know, ropes and knots and things like that. And, um, so once I'm at, uh, you know, I'm hooked in at, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll climb up, I'm hooked in at, at hunting height. And then what then I'll do is I'll take my lineman belt off like you would. And instead of putting it, you know, back in, uh, you know, hooking it back, you know, around me or in like a little pouch, uh, you know, that I have hanging off the, off the back on the, on the molly webbing, um, I'll actually, uh, loop the lineman's belt, which is almost as long as a tether itself. And I'll the main tether, and I'll loop that around and uh, girth hitch it around the tree just like you would uh, a tether. And on that lineman belt, I have another prusik and another carabiner. Now, that means I'm going to have two tethers coming down from, let's say, the same height, or you know, they're stacked one on top of another. I'm going to have two tethers coming down. And each one of those tethers goes to a different bridge. I have two bridges. One bridge is just a little bit shorter than the other one. Now, it took me uh, some experimentation to um, to have both of those bridges be comfortable enough and be unobtrusive enough. And I have the full range of motion while both of them are still hooked up. With a little bit of uh, practice and planning and stuff, you can do that. Uh, you can change the, the lengths of your prusiks too. Uh, on on the tethers and and how they hook up so that they uh, they're kind of offset and the carabiners don't clank into each other make a lot of noise or anything like that the tethers are pretty much like dead straight in line with each other one behind the other so honestly it sounds more complicated and clunky than it is but you know I I was or I'm already had carrying the lineman belt with me I might as well make use of it, right? It's not like I added an, another extra piece of equipment or another extra rope. All I still have that lineman belt. All I really added was another carabiner. Well, actually, I didn't even add another carabiner. I'm, I'm using the carabiner um, that I'm using to climb, you know, with while while I've got uh, using the lineman belt as a climbing aid. But um, basically, it's just an extra prusik that's on that that uh, alignment belt. And, um, you know, one more tubular webbing bridge uh, across me. And honestly, once I'm hanging there in the tree, it, it is, I mean, it's, like I said, they're almost, they're stacked one on top of each other, one's one shorter than the other, but it is so unobtrusive. Um, and, and I feel totally good with that. Now, of course, you know, what are you going to do? What, the only other thing that could fail is, you know, potentially is your, uh, is your saddle, right? Cause they're going through the same loops on your, um, on your, uh, on your saddle. Like the bridge is tied through the bridge loops that are on, on, on stone into the side of the side of the saddle. Well, I mean, you got to draw the line somewhere as far as safety goes, right? Um, you know, otherwise what are you going to do? You know, you're going to wear two saddles. So, um, that kind of, I've settled on that to kind of appease and ease my, you know, ease my brain and be like, okay, um, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. I have two separate, you know, uh, two completely, completely almost separate backup systems aside from the saddle itself, which is, you know, incredibly beefy and sewn. And, you know, my, my concern isn't that, you know, that's going to break my, or anything like that. My concern was, you know, what if, you know, the, um, you know, the, the rope breaks or, or, you know, comes unraveled or, or something. Um, and same with the bridge. So now I have, like I said, two bridges, two prusiks, two tethers, and totally unobtrusive. <clears throat> and, uh, it, like I said, it sets my mind at ease. And now I can concentrate on other things like, um, how I want to be in the tree, how, I, how I want to maneuver, uh, and things like that. So, um, I think I put a couple pictures out there on the saddle hunter forum 
uh, and, and the Facebook group. And, um, you know, I, I want to, I'm on a work trip right now. I'm actually making this, uh, uh, podcast in a hotel. Um, when I get back, I'm going to do a longer video on, on, on like a backup system and, and things like that. So you'll, you'll probably, uh, it might even, I don't know, depending on when this thing releases, who knows, but it might even be out, uh, by the, by the time, um, by the time you hear this. So, so th- that was basically the modifications on, on the saddle itself. The only other thing, it's not really a modification is I got, um, uh, a couple belt pouches, um, for, uh, you know, being able to stuff, uh, you know, whatever, you know, as you're climbing, right? So whether it's, you know, like, like your bow uh, pull-up rope or the actual tether itself, you know, the main tether itself while you're climbing, you're not, you're not climbing with that. You're climbing with your, your lineman belt. So, um, and, and that's just, that just basically threads into the, <coughs> excuse me, the, mo- the Molly, um, uh, webbing in the back and, um, you know, the pouch is there and you reach behind and, and, and grab whatever you want to grab. Um, the only other thing I think I did was I hung some, um, uh, some S beaners from the Molly loops, uh, or maybe I did it from, from, from one of the, one of the lower loops. I can't remember, but that's where my sticks are going to go as I'm, as I'm climbing, as I'm climbing. So, uh, the sticks will hang, you know, left and right kind of behind me, um, easy access to it with those S beaners and, um, I'm, I'm going to climb. So I guess we can move on to the climbing methods. Now, um, there's a lot of methods out there. I tried uh, a bunch of them, and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna kind of gloss over a couple of them, and I'm gonna tell you about what I'm actually using. Now, I've had the Hawk Helium sticks, the original ones. Uh, there's the new version now, but I have the older ones uh, for several years now. I've been using that with my, uh, you know, with my tree stand and stuff, and um, you know, they were full length sticks, so they're like 30 inch, you know, 32 inch or whatever they are. Um, you know, they're, they're double steps, you know, so they get a step on the left and the right, and there's like three sets of them per stick, right? So, you know, the bottom set, middle set, top set. And, uh, you know, I did the, I have, I have a rope modification on those, uh, that, I, that I was running, uh, with eight millimeter rope with the Versa buttons, uh, has worked really well, but I was trying to minimize that stuff too. Um, and I'm getting, I'll, I'll get to the stick modifications. So the sticks are what I'm, what I'm going to, um, uh, stick with. Again, no pun intended. Uh, I tried. Uh, there's these uh, steps called the Wild Edge steps, right? They kind of little like cam over kind of steps. Uh, they look like you know, triangle wedges or whatever that go around with a rope, and you do like a special knot and you, you cam it over. Uh, I tried those a while back actually, and I was not happy with them. Um, some people say that it works really, really well for them, but I found that on, on a soft bark tree, they uh, they they just they they bit into the tree. But if you put, but it's like a one-time deal in that one spot. Um, if you put any kind of upward pressure on it, um, it tended to it tended to get loose, or uncam itself uh, easily. Now you're saying, well, obviously you're you're stepping down on these things. Why would you have any kind of upward pressure? Well, I'm going to tell you. How many times have you been climbing a tree, whether it's uh, you know a tree, whether you know whatever you're using, like let's say with your sticks or, or what have you. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, carry stuff up the tree with us. And we got stuff dangling, whether it's our bow. Our pull-up rope is a big one for me. Um, or, or, you know, you know, your boot gets caught or something like that as, you, as you're lifting your foot up. Um, I found that it could be really, really easy to accidentally, you know, catch a toe or, um, 
you know, as you're up, a, you know, a little bit, um, and, and let's say you've got, you know, your pull-up rope or whatever dangling below you, if, if that's what you do, and you're pulling up your, your backpack, let's say, or you're pulling up your, uh, you know, for, even for those, you know, that hunt out of a tree stand, if you're hunt, if you're pulling them up, uh, pulling up a tree stand or you're, or you're pulling up a bow even, how many times have you had something like that get tangled up in your sticks, um, or, or, you know, or any of the limbs for that matter, but, um, no matter how careful you are, I mean, you're, you know, that, that, that long pendulum that's kind of swinging back and forth, it happens to the best of us. It, it gets, it gets hung up on stuff. And if you happen, if you happen to lift upwards on that thing, well, I wasn't totally confident that, that, you know, that it wasn't just going to uncam and, 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 um, and, and get loose and fall. So now what? So now you've got, you know, a missing step there and depends on, depending on how, how, how long the steps are in between, or if you're using any kind of aider system in between, well, you've got a big gap now that you got, that you got to figure out how to get, how to get down from. So anyway, I wasn't super happy with the wild edge steps. Um, nothing against the company, but not for me. Uh, so then I, I just kept <clears throat> uh, using obviously my, my Hawk Heliums. And uh, what I was what I was trying to do now is get uh, those sticks down to a more manageable size. When when you get into saddle hunting, one of the problems with with sticks is how the hell do you carry them? Because with a, with a tree stand, you actually you have this you know the, the platform. You have a nice flat surface or relatively flat surface, you know, a, a rigid surface. To be able to, you know, put the sticks down on top of, and then like either bungee them or ratchet them or or, or whatever uh, straps you use, and the sticks actually, you know, lay on and get strapped to the the tree stand. Well, if you're eliminating the tree stand, what do you strap your sticks to? That's a a big problem that's still not like totally resolved in in, in the saddle world that I see. That's like the biggest hang up. There's a, there's other you know in places where it's legal. You know guys will use like screwing steps or um or uh you know screwing bolts or or things like that or or like a um, like like strap on uh, like individual uh, steps. You know there's some options, but by far I think the quickest and easiest, at least as far as climbing goes, is still like climbing sticks, but you know, you've got these sticks that are, you know, they're kind of long and there's nothing really secure to, to, or, or solid to securely fasten them to. I mean, you can do them against your backpack, but I mean, look at your backpack. Your backpack isn't rigid, you know, and depending what you have in it, it's, it's, you know, it's either filled out or not filled out. And, you know, you could have like lashing straps on the outside, but I mean, they're, it's still not solid. I mean, it's basically, uh, you know, it, it's, it's trying to like, you know, trying to strap, uh, you know, a, a stick to a pillow, right? It just doesn't work. They move around. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So what I did was, uh, what, what a lot of people do is, is I modified my sticks. I cut them down. Now, people are going to say, well, you're paying for a stick. You're paying for the whole stick. Why would you, why would you cut them down? Well, I'm cutting them down because I'm using um, an aider system. And uh, it's, it's referred to as a nader and a suader. It's like, like a knee aider, and I, I don't even know what the suader uh, name comes from. But they're basically um, two different lengths of hooks, one on your left leg, one on your right ha- leg. And it's on, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 it's webbing, basically. It's a webbing strap. And it, it has foot loops, you know, one for your left foot, you know, one for your right. And they're totally independent of each other. And they're basically designed to get you um, to a lot higher height in between steps than you would uh, if you were if, if you if you weren't using this this system. Uh, so basically, now I can put my uh, my first stick, the the top of my first stick 
is just a touch under seven feet, which is huge. Where before, um, you know, I've got a short, I'm, I'm like 5'8", I've got a short inseam. Where before, I, you know, it was a stretch, believe it or not, like for like the bottom stick, I mean, if it was over 18, 20 inches at the base of the tree, man, it's hard to, it, it, it's, it's hard to like, you know, lift the leg and, and, and get it up there. And you're only like 18 inches for the first, for the first stick. Um, you're not gaining altitude very quickly at that rate. And then between the second, uh, the first stick and the second stick up again, you know, at most 18, 19 inches, because, um, it's hard to get your, you know, your knee up and your foot onto the other pegs, uh, um, above that. So, or, or I mean, 18 might be cutting it short, you know, maybe like 20, 22 inches or whatever, but still you're not gaining a lot of height. The whole point of cutting these sticks down is to make them more packable. Uh, you cut, you know, you cut some weight off this thing, but it's not so much the weight, but it's, it's, it's how, how much they stick up, um, you know, above you or, or below you or side of you, or whatever, you're still strapping them to, well, I am anyway, I'm still strapping them to, um, your backpack and I'm strapping it to a, um, uh, my, my Kuyu Icon Pro 1850 or, uh, just, uh, ordered a, a Kafaru, uh, uh, door gunner. And that's going to hopefully be my kind of run and gun early season uh, pack. And I'm, I'm, I'm basically just stacking these things and like I normally would, strapping them together with the, with the bungees. And I'm strapping that to, uh, you know, the bottom of my pack, um, at least on the Kuyu, uh, like, like bedroll, bed, <clears throat> bedroll style underneath, right? So um, I cut the sticks down to 22 inches overall. And I eliminated, you know, the, the steps and, and redid the step spacing. So it's only got uh, two, you know, two sets of steps now, right? So it's still got four steps on it, two on the bottom, two on the top. And the step spacing is like 19 and a half inches. And the biggest, the biggest way to get, you know, to, to altitude, to altitude, to height with me is that nadir and suede system. So I can put that, that first stick as high as I can reach and still get around it and hook that Versa button. And um, then... I'm going to do a video on this. It's tough to, to describe, but that suede, which is the longest one, has a hook on it. And you basically take, you know, you hold it with your hand. I mean, you got your foot loop on the bottom and it's this long strap and you take the hook part in your hand. Um, and, and the strap is pretty much goes from your foot all the way, let's say up to about hip height, right? So then you grab it with your hand and, and with your hand, you actually like lift up your leg or help lift your leg and you hook it onto the, uh, the bottom uh, the bottom step, you know, one side of that step, let's say the left step. And then once it's hooked on there, then your foot is in a foot loop and you transfer your weight into the foot loop and you step, you know, you step onto that foot loop and you, you raise yourself up and you raise yourself up, I don't know, X many feet. And then the nadir, which is on your other, which is on your other leg. And I do that on my right leg, uh, only again, has a foot loop, but that only comes up to just below your knee. So basically that splits the difference between, it's like half the distance of the, of the suede basically, but you're halfway up already. So now you, uh, you know, you can, you, you lift your leg up and you, and you hook that, uh, you know, you hook the hook, uh, onto, let's say the right peg of the lower of the, of, of that first stick or the lower sets of, uh, steps on that first stick. And then again, you, you transfer your weight then once it's hooked and sta stable, uh, and, and you, and, and you can reach up with, with, with your hands and hold onto the stick too, to help kind of lift you up. Uh, you, you, you put your pressure or you put your, your weight on your right foot and you stand up and, uh, the, the pressure isn't against your knee. The, the hook is by the knee. 
uh, just just to kind of get it kind of set there. But you're actually like putting all your weight um, as you're climbing on those in in those foot loops, and then you stand up. And now, and at that point, then your left foot now, the, you know, can uh, the, the the suede can kind of dangle off, or um, you take it off and you, and you and you clip it, or you know, it should be bungeed so it doesn't fall off, fall to the ground. It should be bungeed to your side, but um, <clears throat> you know that comes off, and then you know now you are standing uh, both feet, um, or at least your left foot, uh, you know, and and both feet can get to the bottom step uh, of. Uh, the bottom foot pegs of that very bottom step. And then you just keep climbing like that. So you get, then, then you, then you step up to the top of the, of of the first step, the top, you know, foot pegs again, lineman belt the whole way. So now your feet are at standing at like seven feet. Let's say or just a touch below seven feet. And when you're standing there, well, then you take your next stick and again, reach up as high as you can, uh, you know, cinch it down and repeat the process. Do your suede on, you know, again, for me, I do my suede on my left side, you know, you know, pull up your, you know, pull up your leg, hook it on, stand on that foot loop, get up halfway. Um, then with your right foot, you know, lift it up, hook that knee onto the foot peg, stand on that and keep climbing. It's, it's actually, believe it or not, this method I did, I thought it was going to be the most cumbersome, um, you know, I wasn't going to be agile enough or strong enough to do uh, to do this. And honestly, this has ended up being the most easiest uh, way to get to height. Um, I've been practicing with two sticks, and I can get to the top of my uh, top of my stick. Uh, sorry, top of the second stick, and you know, with a tape measure, the bottom of that of that platform that I'm standing on, which is like a little um, a bolted on mini platform that bolts onto the top. Of the, of the top stick, it's sold by um, a guy named Zach Snyder of Artisan Outdoor Fabrication. It's just like a little mini platform, but it's already part of my stick. So from the, from that platform down to the ground, it was about 13 and a half feet, but just under 14 feet. Um, actually, it was actually closer to 14 feet, uh, and I didn't have to stretch like crazy, crazy far. Uh, I could probably get to 14 feet if I stretch a little more. So with two sticks, I can get to 14 feet. With three sticks, without stretching, you know, much at all, if any, if anything, like easily climbing, I could easily get to like you know 18 feet. Um, this has worked out best for me. Now I've tried other methods. Uh, there's 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 guys that'll use uh, like a five step like etrier, which is basically like a little like mini like rope ladder. Um, so I've tried both uh, both different kinds. I tried a black diamond, a five step etrier. Um, which has like the staggered, you know, steps left and right. And they've got the foot loops that are open, you know, um, that stay open relatively well. I mean, the, these are like used for like rock climbing and stuff. And the idea with that one, of course, is that, you know, you put your stick up and then, you know, you, you have your etrier on that. And then you just kind of, you know, walk up the rope ladder and then get on your main stick. And then when you're sitting on or standing on that first set of sticks, uh, you hang your second stick and then you move that etrier from the bottom stick to the top one, and then, you know, keep climbing that way. The problem with those rope ladder ones, even the ones where, um, even the ones where, uh, you know, you may not be using all five steps, maybe only using like, you know, just a few steps. Um, you, it, it took, it took way more agility to do that and not swing out. Uh, cause when you have your, your, your foot and your weight, um, pushing down on that, it naturally wants to kick out or at least go to the low side or go to the, you know, you act like a plumb bob, right? Um, if the tree has any kind of lean on it, um, it's, it's just really, really hard to do. Now you can mitigate some of that by like jamming your toe into, uh, the, 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 the tree trunk 
but still, I found it very, very difficult to do. Um, I basically gave it a shot over uh, over lunch break. Um, I had this thing delivered, you know, in the morning. I took it. Um, I took it out at lunch to practice it, and it was back for sale that afternoon. Um, I, I just I could not get you know get get it to work. And and and, and that that five step one, it's good that the that the that the steps are staggered. Okay. Um, I found that easier than another style I'm going to talk about. This, you know, so the steps are staggered left and right, but the whole the whole thing will kind of end like kind of twist around. Um, it, you know, you you got to be careful with it, and you can you can kind of avoid it a little bit, but it, it's still it's still you got a lot of like twisting around. So you know, I'll look down and I'm like, son of a bitch, like I've got like two right side steps now in, instead of like a, you know right left right left, and you got to like kick one around and. Um, it just, it just, it, it took way, way, way too much more effort than, than I thought it was going to. And the kickouts, and then, you know, you, you, um, you, you tend to kind of like, you know, swing sideways, you know, like past the tree and you're like, oh shit, you know, and, and, and kind of get yourself back around to, you know, to the side of the tree you want to be climbing on. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like being on a rope swing and I, you know, no way. Um, the other, the other one I tried was, um, uh, called the, the Yates big wall ladder. Again, that's like one or one and a half inch, uh, uh, you know, steps. And this, uh, the, these steps were all in line. Um, so it wasn't like a left, right, left, right thing. Same deal. Um, you know, it was actually harder to climb in line than it is when the steps are staggered, uh, which I didn't, which I, you know, did not think would be the case. But if you think about it, I mean, it's easier climbing, you know, when, when steps are kind of staggered left and right, rather than climbing straight up a ladder, especially a rope ladder, which is what this thing is. Again, same deal. It got delivered in the morning. I tried it at lunch. It was back for sale. Um, that afternoon, I just, you know, I couldn't do it. So basically, um, I ended up with, uh, you know, going back to the Nader and Swader system and, uh, you know, the, the cut down sticks, I can get to 14 feet. I'm actually fine at 14 feet. Um, and not that I don't want to climb any higher. I have three sticks that are cut down, but just for weight and compactness and being able to carry it and stuff like that. I've only, I've been practicing with two. I probably will take three in the field during hunting. I don't know, but 14 feet seems plenty high, um, without a whole lot of stretching. So, uh, that's, that's, that, that's, that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you guys to not try these, uh, um, you know, step, step aiders and movable aiders and things like that. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have, have gone, th- that have tried it, have gone back to like, if you're going to do an aider of any kind, like a step aider, um, they've gone back to doing like, you know, like maybe two, like a two-step aider on the very bottom stick and then like a one-step aider or something like that on subsequent subsequent ones. I was listening to um, DIY Sportsman, Garrett Prawl, and they were just talking about this recently too. Like he's got a ton of videos out there doing all kinds of climbing methods, you know, like the one-stick method where you just got the one stick and you keep moving an aider up and up and up, um, you know, two-stick, three-stick, whatever. Uh, he's done all the stuff and, and, and I, I don't think I'm putting words in his mouth uh, if I'm remembering it correctly that I, recently he said, you know, it, it just basically end up going back to, um, you know, maybe doing a two-step aider on the bottom one because there's, you know, less, you know, less, less risk or, you know, if you're going to swing around, you're only a few feet high. But after that, it's like pretty much a one-step aider because, you know, when it's dark out and when it's, you know, when you're cold, um, you know, or with bulkier clothing, bulkier clothing on, you're not able to do, you know, the, the climbing that you think you're going to be able to do uh, when it's, when it's uh, warmer or earlier season or, or, you know, when you're just practicing. So,
you know, go ahead and uh, check that stuff out and, uh, you know, try it for yourself. I'd like to hear you guys' um, uh, opinions on that, but I tried it all, uh, or at least all those methods, and I'm just back to this nader and suader. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I haven't tried it late season either with, with bulkier stuff on. I don't know. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, if that doesn't work, I still have like three sticks and, you know, and yeah, they're cut down and I won't be able to get as high if I'm, if I'm just climbing them like normal sticks, but whatever. I mean, at least, at least they're sticks. And, and honestly, half the time I hunt off the ground anyway, especially when it's cold, because because I've got the bulkier stuff and, uh, there's just like less room to hang out in a tree. So, but that might change with the, with the, um, with the saddle. So, um, once I get to height, like I said, I'm standing on, uh, that, that platform, um, you know, there's other platforms being sold. Tether, you know, apparently sells like, you know, the, the Primo one, the, the Predator platform, everyone that has one raves about the thing. I mean, that's like the Ferrari of these platforms. There's other manufacturers out there, um, you know, making, uh, making platforms. I don't know all of them. The one I'm using, like I said, is from Artisan Outdoor. Uh, it, it, it bolts to the top of my, my top stick. Um, and only I, I'm using that one because, uh, a, it was like 80 bucks or 60 something bucks or whatever it was and not 180 like the Predator, but also because it's, it's one less thing to carry because it's already part of my stick. It adds a little bit of weight to the stick, but, um, you know, I'm going to keep practicing with it, um, you know, and, and see if it impedes me being able to kind of tiptoe around the tree or, 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 or you know, go more, or more, I guess, shot angles around the tree um, than I would with, with um, like another uh, platform, let's say. But, um, yeah, that thing's working out pretty fine. Uh, it's got, uh, this, this texture on it. Uh, I'm going to see, you know, so far it's, it's been pretty grippy, you know, as far as any of that goes. I mean, if you've got mud on your boots or if it's wet, something can only be so, so grippy. Right. Um, so I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep practicing with that, uh, you know, definitely, you know, all year. And, um, let's see what else, uh, what else? Oh, how did, how, how, how am I shooting? Uh, or how was it like, what's it like to shoot from, from a saddle? Well, I was curious about that too. And honestly, after watching, you know, all these videos from all these people, I thought, well, I, I, I don't really think it was going to be an issue. And honestly, it's really not. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, like I said, once you get in a position, uh, you're able to shoot a, a, a wide, a, a lot wider, I guess, uh, field of shooting than, than, than I felt comfortable shooting out of a tree stand. But again, I wasn't super comfortable leaning over and, and twisting around in a tree stand. With this one, you've got constant tension, at least on the tether, and then you've got your foot down on, you know, foot down on the um, uh, on the platform, or maybe two feet, or maybe one foot and one, you know, kind of, you know, knee hiked up, braced against the tree. Um, you know, you got to figure out, you know, what you're comfortable with. And, it, it, and honestly, it, it really wasn't an issue. I've taken some practice shots. Uh, compound, it won't be an issue. I'm, I'm talking with, uh, you know, traditional bow. Um, <clears throat> and it, it really it, it really was an issue. So um, the, the only issues, I guess, for me would be um, how, you know, with, with, with a tree stand, you can sit there or stand there. But, you know, you can sit there with the thing on your lap, with the bow on your lap, and, and it's, it's right there. It's in your hand. Um, when you're in a saddle, I guess you can sit there and hang out holding on to your, uh, your bow, but a lot of times it'll be hanging up on a hanger. And, um, I, the, the, the problem, well, not problem, I guess, but maybe a problem. The problem I'm having is, uh, just kind of logistically where everything's located in the tree where I can easily kind of reach my bow, um, you know, and maneuver around to where, 
the deer is going to be coming from. So I've, I've tried, let's say if it's hanging from the left side, you know, how easy would it be, you know, pretending a deer, let's say I see a deer coming off, uh, uh, you know, coming from my two or two thirty position kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> so sorry about that. So, um, the idea would be to pick up your bow and, you know, of course you're going to have, it, it's not just the bow either. It's the bow and the arrow and the arrow is usually knocked on the thing. So you've got this big plus sign, if you will, right? With the bow and arrow. I mean, it's not just it's not just the bow in one direction, the long limb. You've got an arrow going the other direction. So you're making this big old plus sign that you gotta, um, you know, maneuver around. You know, the, your you know your ropes and tethers and things like that. And I think um, I think it'll be fine with a little bit more practice. But it's you know I I, I just don't know how it's going to work. You know, logistically um, in the tree. Do I, you know, hang on to the thing the entire time? If I need to maneuver around and kind of, you know, use my hands to, uh, you know, you know, brace myself one way or another to get myself in the position or kick my foot into, you know, a particular position, um, you know, then, you know, I, I don't want to, well, a bow in one hand and, and, and not, and not be able to, you know, to, to brace myself to move around and maybe with, uh, you know, with more hang time, I guess, um, some of the stuff will come a little bit more naturally to me. So I won't need to use my hands to kind of maneuver around and get in the proper position, but that's just kind of what I'm learning. <clears throat> that's kind of what I'm learning as, um, uh, as I'm going along. All right. Had to take a little bit of a break there. Sorry. I had to, uh, my voice, my throat was kind of getting dry. I had to chug some, um, or sip some, uh, Gatorade over here. I'm actually sitting in the hotel room. It's about uh, almost two o'clock in the morning when I'm recording this and I probably shouldn't be chugging Gatorade, but, um, you know, couldn't sleep. So, um, Thought I got you know get this uh, this this podcast knocked out anyway. So um, that's that's kind of the things that that I'm still kind of learning in um, <clears throat> in the saddle logistically where everything goes. Now um, to segue with you know logistics, how am I carrying all this? You know what am I doing, and how is it different from a tree stand? Uh, you know carrying it around around on a tree stand. Well, obviously the 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 main difference is you don't have the tree stand. Um, what I'm carrying it in, like I said, is uh, all my stuff either fits into my, my Kuyu backpack or I have a, um, an older uh, kind of like smaller Bass Pro like kind of hydration pack um, that barely, barely fits, uh, you know, fits all the stuff in, but it's super minimal. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> all my ropes, um, my saddle, I'm not wearing my saddle in, into, into, I'm not walking in with the woods. It, it tends to, you know, kind of, kind of fall down. Uh, get loose. Uh, I've tried walking around with it. Uh, like n- none of that happens with uh, you know when you're actually hanging in the tree. Uh, so so don't think that it's going to come loose on you. But for me, walking around with the thing, um, it just doesn't work. So I have to actually put it on either very close to the tree or the base of the tree, and uh, it's all in my backpack. And so are uh, so are all the ropes and everything else. So um, just like any other hunter would do, you know, whether it's, uh, whether you, whether you hunt from the ground or whether you hunt, you know, especially if you hunt in a, uh, out of a tree stand, um, the best thing you can do is kind of practice and, and just basically have everything in order that you, you know, are, are you going to, that you're going to pull out, uh, in the order that you're going to pull, you know, pull it out of your backpack when you get to the, the tree that you want to hunt. Um, get familiar with all your stuff, you know, everything goes in a certain place, everything goes in a certain order. That way you're, when you're fumbling around in the dark, you know, you're not, you know, you're not picking out one thing that, that you don't in straps or, or steps or whatever, what have you, 
um, that you're not going to need until later. For example, uh, the way I pack my um, the way I pack my ba- my uh, my backpack is um, you know at the very very bottom is uh, uh, my tether, okay, and then above that is my lineman belt, and then above that is my uh, my nader and suede um, uh, straps, and then above that is my saddle. So that's the order that they're gonna you know so from bottom to top, so that when I get to the tree, the very first thing that I pull out is uh, my saddle, and I put that on. If I were to put my, you know, if, if the tether was sitting, the tether rope was sitting at the very, very top, well, all I'd have to, you know, what I'd have to do is I'd have to set it down somewhere, and, you know, and we've all, like, you know, dropped something, like, literally, like, like a foot in front of us, or, like, right, right, you know, down on the ground, and if there's marsh grass or any kind of grass or whatever, like, how the hell can I not find this? I mean, I've literally lost things, like, right at, at my feet. So um, I do everything, you know, in that kind of order so that I can put it on in a certain order. Um, when I get down from the tree and if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm walking out or whatever, everything is just going get, to get, get kind of shoved in, right? It doesn't matter. Then I can reorganize my, uh, my pack when I get home or, or, or what have you before the next hunt. But, um, you know, so it's been kind of fun uh, figuring out exactly what I need and exactly, you know, where things go and, and, and what order they go in. Um, so that's really no different, you know, when you're doing it with a saddle, you know, versus, uh, you know, um, uh, versus doing it out of, uh, out of a tree stand. Um, so I, I guess, you know, we can talk pros and cons, you know, if this kind of, um, transitions into that, uh, the pros for me so far is, um, mobility, but it's mobility with, you know, just not having a, like, relatively bulky tree stand strapped to my back because before I had um I tried it both ways I put backpack straps and a molly you know waist belt on my uh on my vanish and then uh you know I I would drape let's say a uh, small backpack or backpack over you know uh, you know the sticks would be uh, you know strapped to that and then my backpack would be strapped to the back of uh, the, the, the tree stand, right? So the tree stand is, is ba- would be basically like my backpack, you know, with, with, the, with the shoulder straps and the molly belt. Um, I tried it that way. Didn't really like it that way. Um, so then I switched it around. So then, of course, I'd, I'd wear my, uh, my Icon Pro, and I'd have the tree stand strapped to the outside of the Icon Pro along with the sticks. Um, that worked out okay. But again, you, you've got this really, like, you know, it, it gets to be pretty thick, right? Pretty, pretty like tall. Like you've got this big, massive, like a hump behind you. Um, not that it was like super, super bad, but I mean, it got in the way, you know, and there's a lot of weight that kind of sticks out away from your body, you know, um, kind of, kind of pulling you backwards and down because, you know, all all that stuff stacked one on top of each other. Or when, when you actually pick it up and put it on your back, well, it's it's going like away from your body, right? Like horizontally. And and it's just, you know, so, um, definite pro is, you know, getting, getting rid of the bulk of the, you know, the, the, the tree stand, uh, still having to carry the sticks, but the, uh, the sticks are cut down, uh, way easier to carry. And like I said, I'm carrying it, you know, bedroll style with the Kuyu and I'm uh, carrying them vertically, um, with that smaller, uh, Bass Pro, uh, backpack. Uh, and I'll see what I do with, uh, with the Kafara one. I can't wait for that thing to come in. That's going to be pretty sweet. So, and everything else, like I said, goes in, uh, goes in my bag. So, uh, it's, it's pretty, 
it's it's pretty mobile that way. You know, you can you can move around stuff, and it's just basically if you can if you and your backpack can get through it, um, then anything else, you know, then you can get through it. Nothing's going to get snagged or anything like that. And um, you know, you're not also once you get up to hunting height, you're not trying to deal with like this this uh, you know folding uh, tree stand that's you know kind of you know clanks and you know. Want, wants to either like close on you and, and, and you know and, and chop your you know chop your hand or whatever if you if you fold it the wrong way, um, you know the, the the seat you know flopping around uh, trying to you know hold it tight up against the tree. I mean even if you're wearing a lineman's belt and stuff, right? Trying to hold it up against the tree and uh, swing a strap around it and get it tight and cam locked and then you know climb into the thing. I mean that that whole that whole ordeal is is done, right? So that's you know that's that's great for me. Um, the other part of this is the weight savings. Now, my, my Vanish weighed about, I think it's like 13 and a half pounds or 14 pounds or something. It weighs more than they, they say it does. Um, so I, I think it's about 13 and a half pounds. So, the, so you get rid of that. Now, um, you, add the, you, know, you add the weight, I guess, of like the little mini platform that I have bolted to, uh, to, my, to my sticks. I haven't actually weighed that exact platform, but... You know, it's not 14 pounds, obviously, right? I mean, the, the two sticks together only weigh about six pounds, um, including uh, including that little mini platform. With three sticks, I'm I'm at I think about eight eight and a half pounds with with uh, three cut down sticks. Um, so you know, weight I guess reduction is one of them, and uh, the bulk is the other. Um, and the other pros, obviously, like I said, is you know I, I'm I'm able to get into trees that I probably even with an adjustable tree stand like like, like the Vanish, you know, or the Assault for that matter, you know, like I said, I've never shot, I've never had a, a lone wolf, but you know they have the same adjustability. Um, with with a saddle, you can even you can get into even more, uh, you know, gnarly trees or or, or, or you know you, you just you just have a little more options. I, I think you do anyway. Uh, cause I've, I've been trying it on different trees and it's like, yeah, well I can, you know, what, what I would not be able to, uh, put in a, a tree that I would not be able to put a tree stand in. I can definitely go and just hang from, right? So, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be huge. Now the actual weight save, the actual total weights, I guess, uh, let's talk about that with, uh, two sticks. And I'm, again, I'm using two sticks. That's what I've been hunting with. Like, again, it gets me like 14 feet with two sticks, my, um, all up weight without the bow, my all up weight with uh, my backpack with the Kuyu, okay, which you know is obviously bigger and the backpack weighs more and everything like that. With everything in it, including everything I normally take hunting, okay, including everything I normally take hunting, which means you know my kill kit, my emergency kit, my headlamp, you know, some Gatorade, um, you know, uh, you know, game bags if I have it, uh, you know, rangefinder if I have it. Um, you know, every what I would normally normally have, whether it's a saddle hunting or or, or out of a, a tree stand, um, everything everything in there and everything strapped to it, total all up is twenty two pounds, twenty two pounds. And if I were to carry an extra stick, you know, let's say let's say we can bring that to or twenty two and a half. So let's say you can bring it out to just under twenty five pounds with three sticks. Okay. Um, now there's lots of guys that go way 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 lighter. Okay, but again, I pack like a girl. I bring a lot of stuff. That's just the way it is. Um, I like having the comfort of of all of that, right? So, 
uh, that's going to be, you know, that's not too bad. But again, that carries really well because it's, you know, it's got the you know, awesome hip belt on there. Um, you know, nice shoulder straps and everything. And I, I don't even, you know, after a while, I don't even notice it. It's like a nice, like, you know, cozy bear hug, you know, by the when, when you, when you cinch down those, uh, those waist belts, you know, um, and the straps, it's like, you know, you got this nice backpack kind of hugging you. So, um, yeah, 22 pounds, 22 and a half pounds, you know, all up total, right. Which is which, minus my bow, um, which I'm carrying in my hand, but anything that's on my back is like that. Also, with the with this with this uh, lighter uh, or, or smaller uh, Bass Pro uh, backpack, uh, I managed to fit everything in there, but I don't have as much stuff in there that I do with the Kuyu. Right? There's like no room for, let's say, like like a thermosel, and there's no room for. Um, I guess I can squeeze in a water bottle, but I don't even know where I I, I do that. Um, but I still have in there like a little, you know, a little mini, le- not a mini, uh, uh, I have a Leatherman in there and I've got my, my um, you know, kill kit in there and I've got, uh, you know, headlamps and, um, you know, gloves and little mini emergency kit, things like that. Um, but this thing's like bursting at the seams. But that one with two sticks is 15 pounds. It's huge. It's, 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 uh, it's like the, the weight savings is, uh, is huge. So 15 pounds total all up. Um, and get into almost any tree you want. So those are really the good um, pros. Now, is let's talk about the cons. Now, is everything else sunshine and roses with saddle hunting? No, it's not. Um, you know, it, it seems. I don't think people do it on purpose. But I mean, if you're new to this, you'll definitely you know encounter. Um, you know, what, what I've been talking about, about how light it is and how mobile you can be and how simplified it is and blah, blah, blah. Well, it is, and it isn't. You got to remember, you're still carrying, a, you know, some, some method to get up in the tree, whether it's a tree stand or not, you got to have, you know, either climbing sticks or, or steps or, or, or something. So that's a wash. Um, you still have to have your lineman's belt. That's a wash. You still have to have a safety harness, which is a wash with, you know, your saddle. As far as we're talking weight here, weight and bulk and like, and, and things that you need. Now the, sa- uh, you know, the, um, the, depending on what saddle you get and depending on what safety harness you have, you know, bulk wise, one might be, you know, they might be equal, one might be less, whatever, but either way, you're still carrying both of those, you know, those things in uh, backpack again, uh, whatever you decide to carry, you know, into the woods, you're still carrying that, um, you're probably still carrying that one way or another. So that's a wash. So really the only th- the only real difference is the fact that you're not carrying like a bulkier, uh, stand. And I'm, and, and when I'm saying bulkier stand, I mean, I'm even like any tree stand is bulkier compared to a saddle, right? And you're losing the weight of that stand. <clears throat> if you add, um, an, a different kind of platform, like the predator platform, you know, that weighs like three pounds, right? So um, that's still significantly uh, way, way, way smaller uh, platform size and way, way, way lighter than, you know, any tree stand out there. Even like, um, I don't know what Dan Infault's uh, stand's going to be. I think it's going to come in. He said somewhere around seven or eight pounds. Um, That'll be amazing to see. I don't know. But, you know, you're still, you're you're still, you know, carrying that. So, um, so the, the, the cons would be it's not, it's not as uh, kind of clear-cut and, you know, totally lightweight, totally high-speed, low-drag as, uh, as some people, you know, make it out to be. Another con for me is, uh, you know, if you want any kind of backup, 
system like I have, you might be carrying extra stuff. Okay, you might carry an extra, you know, let's see, extra carabiner, extra, uh, you know, tether, extra um, Prusik, whatever. Like I said, for me, my lineman belt I was already carrying, and I'm once I'm up, I'm doing double duty. That's doing double duty as uh, my secondary tether. Um, but there's definitely more ropes, I think. Uh, the Nader and Swader system, like to get up in the tree, to be like this ultra, ultra light, ultra mobile. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you've got, again, those are straps, right? They're not ropes, but you know, they're straps. You, you know, you got to strap them to your legs and have them on there. And, and then, and then you got to make sure that they don't fall off so that you've got like another little, um, kind of corded bungee with, you know, with a little mini carabiner that that's clipped to your hip so that if for some reason, um, you know, your, you know, the foot loop, your foot comes out of the foot loop and then, you know, you're, you're moving up, the thing doesn't fall to the ground 20 feet while you're, you know, in, you know, making it very difficult for you to get down, um, that sort of thing. So there's, 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 there's more, uh, I, I, I guess there's like more ropes and straps in my opinion, um, than you do with, uh, with, with a tree stand, I think anyway. So, um, uh, you know, other than that, I, I don't really see, you know, I, I definitely see the benefit of, of a saddle. I absolutely do. And I'm going to, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting this year, uh, this season to try and, and, and hunt from a saddle in, in all conditions and, 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 you know, really give it a, you know, a long sit. Um, I, I can't, um, speak to the comfort of a long sit because I haven't sat for that long. So I'm not going to, you know, bullshit you guys saying, Oh yeah, it's the most comfortable thing ever. I don't know. I may sit there for you know, like I said, the longest I've been there is like 45 minutes. I may be sitting there for 46 minutes and hating life. Who knows? Um, but you know, we're going to see. So anyway, there's, 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 there's pros and cons to it, everything. Uh, if you get into this and, um, you know, you're like a kind of, I honestly like a gear junkie, but at least like a tinkering junkie, like I am, uh, half the fun of this stuff is, is, is trying different things, trying out different scenarios, streamlining, you know, your process, streamline, you know, meaning like, you know, how do I walk in? How do I set up? How do I pack? How do I climb? You know, what, what is where, what order do I do things in? I, I, I like doing that kind of stuff. I like, I like, you know, messing around with that. So, um, that's, uh, that's, I guess it's been like one more thing to play with, you know? Um, so, so that, that's been, uh, definitely, you know, a, a plus for me, but, you know, it's just a different way to hunt. And, you know, <clears throat> the, like, the only reason I sold my, my tree stand is because that, that tree stand was going to get sold regardless. So a lot of guys will, um, I'm sure, hold on to their, you know, hang on tree stands, uh, their mobile tree stands, and, you know, try both, you know, and they might hate, they might, they might love both and they might, you know, hate one or the other and, and, or, and, and just stick to saddle hunting or just stick to, you know, hunting out of a tree stand. So, um, so who knows? So anyway, so there's going to be more, um, more videos coming. Oh, by the way, one more, uh, modification I did that I want to tell you guys about that I'm going to be testing is, um, I ordered, uh, a guy was making these, it's, uh, it's a seven sixty fourths Amsteel, uh, daisy chain. And I got those, uh, for my Hawk helium sticks to strap under the tree. I, like I said, I've been using that eight millimeter rope modification, you know, with the Versa button. Um, 
for uh, several years now, and there's lots of good videos out there. Again, Garrett uh, from DIY Sportsman has a fantastic uh, um, you know, video on that. I'm not sure if I, I, I do. I can't remember. I, I think I do, but his is, like, super nice. And um, I've been using that for a few years. Works really good. But, you know, I kind of got tired of, like, wrapping up the ropes, and you got to wrap them up a certain way. And, you know, again, more dangling stuff. So um, I ordered um, uh, three sets, uh, you know, or, or three pieces of rope, um, it's, it's 764 it's Amsteel blue and it's daisy chain, meaning it's kind of like looped, um, you know, in through itself, uh, you know, every like, you know, inch and a half, two inches or whatever. And basically it, uh, it, it loops around instead of using that rope, it loops around, um, the, the Versa button and you need to throw the rest of the rope around the tree, the da daisy chain around the tree. And then you hook, you know, the nearest, uh, you know, closest one that'll fit, you know, a loop back over the Versa button, you know, coming from the other side. And then you just like, you know, just like you would a strap, but there's no, like, there's nothing to like, you know, cinch tight. You just basically pull it over whatever the, the, the closest one will fit nice and tight. And then you put, you know, then, then you push, you know, you, you push down on the stick or pull down on the stick to kind of set it to, you know, to get it nice and tight, like you would, you know, any other stick and you keep climbing. Now, again, um, that one, I just got that in and I, I used it one time and, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things I'm going to have to learn to trust it. Super strong, you know, Amsteel's super strong, but it's, I mean, 764th is a 64th even smaller than a quarter inch for those of you guys who don't do the math. That's tiny. And I don't know what the abrasion resistance is going to be over time against, uh, you know, against the bark because, again, you're putting your full weight of, you know, on this thing. And especially the way um, I'm climbing with, with the nader and suede and stuff, like there's a huge step dist difference between each stick. So if for some reason, uh, you know, that, that thing, you know, breaks or snaps or whatever, that stick's going to the ground. Um, I know I'm not going I'm, I'm to break, um, you know, the 8-millimeter rope. I mean, that's just not going to happen. But that, you know, spindly, spindly little... Um, you know, 764 uh, amp steel, man, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to hold up over time. I'm going to see. Um, but it's super, super light. I mean, super light. It gets away. It gets the, the bulk. And uh, it's, it's not so much the weight again, but it's the bulkiness of, of, of that rope. It gets rid of that. But I still have my old ropes. They're still, they're still sitting in my, in, my, uh, in my basement downstairs. Um, you know, I'm not getting rid of those things until I've, you know, proven my, to myself that the, uh, the, the daisy chain uh, works really good. Um, what I have not tried is uh, Tethered just came out with their own daisy chain uh, webbing. Uh, same, similar deal. It's not, uh, it's not just, you know, it's not rope. It's not, amp, it's not amp steel uh, rope, this daisy chain. It's actually webbing. Same, same deal. It goes around the Versa button, throw it around. You hook it to, you know, the, what, you know, find the next perfect or, or I guess tight uh, daisy, chain, daisy chain, uh, in, in that Molly, uh, uh, webbing loop, put it on, cinch down. But, you know, this, I think that one is, um, I'm, I'm not going to make up numbers. I don't know. It could be three-quarter inch. It could be one inch. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it, it's just a lot beefier <clears throat> and, and flatter uh, as, far as, um, as far as that uh, uh, size goes. It's not like a really, really thin rope. And, again, super strong, uh, super light, packs up way lighter than uh, an 8-millimeter rope. So I might... You know, I might transition to those or at least try those. I don't know. Uh, again, it's my maybe it's just my hang up with these like super, super strong but incredibly thin diameter ropes, man. It's just a mental block. 
and you know the mental thing is is huge when you know your 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 safety is concerned so um whether it's warranted or not i don't know so anyway those are the things i'm going to be trying um again these are uh the opinions of a a brand new saddle hunter so um you know if you if you tuned into this uh episode midway through i am not an expert in this stuff i'm just all, all i've done is the you know like like i said eight or ten sits in this thing um trying various things trying to get comfortable trying to get my system down and i'm going to try and hunt out of this thing you know as often as i can uh this this coming season right now as i'm recording this it is august uh, 5th i believe so in about a month and a half september like the, the weekend of the 15th 16th whatever is when uh, archery season opens up in uh, in minnesota uh i don't even know if i'm going to be home honestly for it i you know, work schedule and stuff, but I, I never am, but, um, I'm definitely going to be, uh, you know, trying all the stuff and, um, uh, trying some new tactics. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. So anyway, if you guys are interested in this, go check out a few, a uh, few places. Okay. Uh, go check out the saddle hunter forum. Um, you know, just type in saddle hunter forum. I get, I, I go my, through mine through uh, Tapa talk. Um, go check out the saddle hunter Facebook group. Uh, super nice bunch of guys, really, really like hardcore, um, you know, knowledgeable guys, but, you know, understand that there is a huge influx of brand new, you know, people like me, um, who are asking a thousand questions. So, you know, be careful who you get your answers from, including for me. Like I said, I've been telling you the caveat that I am not experienced in this. I'm just telling you my journey and what I found works and doesn't work and, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, check out those. And if you're from Minnesota, I actually started a Minnesota uh, Saddle Hunter Facebook group. Um, so it would be good to, you know, kind of get to know some of the, you know, you know the, the local people around you kind of thing. And, uh, you know, who knows, you know, down the road here, we might have, you know, like, like a meetup or a get together or, uh, or, or what have you. I don't know. So check that stuff out. And on the, uh, on the bow hunting soul, uh, part of this, go check out the YouTube channel. Um, uh, bow hunting soul, uh, Facebook group. I have that too. And uh, go ahead and please post on that kind of stuff. Now the YouTube channel, uh, go ahead and watch those videos. And, uh, I would really like you to share those and like, and subscribe. Um, and I, I do, uh, you know, any, any of the stuff I talk about in there, I do, you know, product reviews or any of any of the stuff that I actually have experience with. I do have Amazon affiliate links in there. Um, and I don't think I've really talked about those a whole lot, but you know, with those ones, if you want to, you know, support, you know, the show or support any of this stuff or, um, you know, what have you, uh, if you're going to go buy anything, let's say from Amazon, I'd really appreciate it. If you actually go through my link, if you go, even if you're not buying what I'm talking about, let's say I'm talking about, you know, $700 bow or something like that. Um, and then you get a whim to go and buy like, you know, like a 10 pack of Sharpies and you're going to go to Amazon and do it. I really appreciate it if you click through my link and do it, because when you do that, I actually get, um, you know, a very, very small commission, uh, from, you know, from doing that. And yes, you can still do prime. You can still do all that stuff, but Amazon recognizes that you went through my link and, um, you know, I get a little bit of, um, very, very small kickback for that, but, um, that'd be greatly appreciated. And, uh, also if you like this uh, podcast, please leave a rating. The rating thing is huge. We're trying to grow, uh, the spot, you know, the, uh, not sponsorship. I don't want to do sponsorship and I don't think I'm going to do sponsorship ever. And I don't want to do advertising either. This is just something that I like to do for anybody that cares to listen, but, um, <clears throat> to get the word out, please subscribe and leave a rating. The la- the rating thing is huge. 
Um, that's what gets the uh, you know uh, us higher up in in, in the rankings because the algorithms you know um, you know pick it up. You know iTunes is the big one, so uh, please go ahead and do that. And um, if you uh, again t-shirts uh, selling t-shirts on the Bowhunting Soul uh, um, uh, Teespring site, so it's T E E spring teespring.com slash bowhunting soul uh some some t-shirts up there that you might you know strike your fancy so anyway i've rambled on uh too much about trying to like hawk my wares here so uh if you appreciate this uh episode again like share subscribe and i will talk to you guys uh i will talk to you guys as soon as i can thanks <laughs>